Hello and welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. I was trying to think of what to say. <laughs> and we've also got newbie co-hosts Will and Caitlin. Howdy! And today we're joined by our special guest, Delirio. Yay! Yay, Delirio! Comment ça va, y'all? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Wonderful. Should have thought of that. Uh, the, the rare and uh, extravagant uh, French cowboy. Yes. <laughs> oh. Um, so, yes, welcome. Hey, that was a David Lynch short. Thank you for having me. Oh. I'm very excited. Yes? Very excited. I love this show so much. Uh, do you? Okay, I haven't oh, heard it. Great. I haven't heard anything it's about so, what you think of it. It's so crazy <laughs> and fun and um, lighthearted and the chemistry mm-hmm. between uh, uh, Briscoe and Bowler and, and Socrates are just fantastic. I, I just, uh, I, I, I even love the stupid puns and the anachronistic things. <laughs> it's, and I really don't like punny things sometimes. Uh, but boy, oh boy, I'm happy to be here. So, uh, have you seen the show before? No. Oh, nice. I had only heard about it in passing uh, while listening to the official Lost podcast with Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse whenever Carlton would bring it up. Oh, cool. Uh, offhandedly, but. <clears throat> I'd never watched a scene of it until you guys mentioned it, and then I acquired it uh, through my uncle Nefarious, mm-hmm. and um, so, who sells DVDs? Who sells DVDs? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of this awesome stuff uh, is, is 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 now in my possession, and I uh, I was falling a little bit behind, but uh, I caught up and uh, watched and took notes, and I'm and I'm happy to be here. So I haven't listened to your podcast for the Bounty Hunter Convention yet. Mm. But I have watched all the episodes uh, up until this one, so I have not watched the the, the following one yet. Okay. Awesome. Well, we established a lot of lore that you missed out on the previous episode, so you're mm. totally confused. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. Like, did everyone call it was old guy right away? Because <laughs> um, I know I certainly did. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I didn't. No. Oh, and was that the first ever convention with cosplay? <laughs> oh, I think we mentioned cosplay, didn't we? we? I thought we did. I don't remember. It's been two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe we just thought we just wished we had seen cosplay. Uh, no, you did. He was he was dressed like the bounty hunter of the future. <laughs> Speaking of the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we leave the last episode, we got to reveal the high and low point winners of the previous. Yes. Um, the high point winner of bounty hunters convention is. Will's choice of the murder mystery. Uh, mystery. <laughs> so, yes, everyone loves a good murder mystery. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, everybody agreed with Will. Um, and the low point winner is my choice of that loser Nevada Coop. <laughs> mm. He was a loser. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy I'm not the only one who thought that. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is any pos- positive comments about him. It's not my style. <laughs> All right. So, what do we do next? Uh, we recap the episode. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, this episode is uh, Fountain of Youth. Um, and it kind of, the title kind of ruined. Yeah, it took away the whole surprise. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah. you can kind of guess what happens. Like, well, see a little bit of also, <clears throat> skipping ahead. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I mean, she's drinking arthritis medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was a decrepit old lady who had taken a magic potion that made her young again, 
I'd probably lie about what I was taking and why I was taking it. <laughs> yeah, but that's just me. I guess I'm a liar. Uh, <laughs> no, it's but... probably a good idea. She was evil too, so I mean. Kind yeah, of... that whole. I wouldn't say she's evil. I'd say no, no. selfish. Misguided. But... Uh... <laughs> if she was evil, wouldn't the orb have destroyed her? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't really. Yeah, I guess it. There's ways of harnessing. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, she, she definitely was corrupted by the orb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corrupted by what comes from it, like the power of the... Maybe because it was watered down orb power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, she should have mm-hmm. She should have lied about the arthritis mist. Yeah. Right? She should have been like... Things a little, you know, yeah. surprise. They'd be like, what's that? She'd be like, drugs. I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's... Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Although I, I must say I didn't guess that she was his mom. I guess that she was his wife. Yeah, uh, that's me too. I, yeah. Maybe it was she could have just said it was liquefied. Yeah, because it was blue. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, oh, that's the coming thing. <laughs> it's, it's window cleaner. <laughs> uh, addicted to Windex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the episode opens up with Briscoe and Bowler going to the. Um, Chinese miners that we haven't seen since the pilot, I guess. Mm. Uh, they're looking for Ogden Coles. Um, and nobody can understand them. Briscoe speaking Chinese sounds so fake. It sounded very fake. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know Chinese at all, but... It sounded but just racist. <laughs> it sounded wrong somehow. As in brackets, racist. Exactly! Even Do I have racist here? Even Bowler yeah. points it out. He's like, what if they're Japanese, Briscoe? <laughs> Yeah. No, I think he said, what if it was Japanese you learned at school? But yeah. I think that, no, I think it was a good effort on Briscoe's part. Like, yeah. he legitimately probably learned some at Harvard, but he sucks at it. So. <laughs> and, and he didn't really do the, I know you are not deaf, but I am going to speak English loudly at you. <laughs> yeah. In hopes that you will understand. Yeah. Socrates did that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's uh, more racist than Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Briscoe tries out his Chinese and still nobody says anything. I don't understand why that whole group of people just gawks. They just gawk at everyone. <laughs> Maybe they're racist. They don't want to talk <laughs> Maybe. to them. <laughs> they might be. Look, look at Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. The actual word in Mandarin is low Wai. <laughs> look at this low Wai. Get out of here. <laughs> um... So uh, they hear a girl getting whipped on the behind, and they see that too, I guess. But uh, <laughs> what I want to know, knowing what we know by the end of the episode, is how did they know the heroes were here? They were making lots of noise with a fake. Maybe. But that could have been anybody <laughs> speaking. Well, they probably had a lookout. Maybe. Maybe she because yeah, they were waiting for them all along. I, I guess. Maybe. I just thought maybe they, they busted in on their their sex games. I don't That's know. what I was going to say. Maybe she should. Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whip me, Berkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have a fight with the good looking gang. And, uh, <laughs> Do these guys have an official name? I just called them Good Looking Gang. But it was funny, the, like, we the first time we watched the episode, Matt was like, What is up with all this beautiful hair? Yeah, and then they mentioned, Was, <laughs> yeah. that, the be- was that the, the best looking yeah. gang? Yeah. I think in my notes I called them the Pretty Boy Gang. Yeah, yeah that works that too. That's a good name. I like it. Or the 80s hair metal gang. <laughs> the 80s hair, hair band gang. <laughs> What'd you call them, Will? Oh, the Pretty Guys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, 
So yeah, those guys run off, <clears throat> and uh, they help this girl up. Um, she reveals that the professor's gone, but she's happy to see Briscoe when she learns who it is. And then Polar, uh, Polar, Bowler gives the uh, oh why me look. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know why can't I? No, get I felt some like it was like not again. Yeah, basically that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> again, not appreciated. Yeah, I, we were, I was just camping this past weekend. The whole time we're sitting around the fire, I'm thinking about Bowling. <laughs> oh. Today they had to use fire for warmth, and must have been. Thank you. Appreciate them more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after the credits, uh, what's what's this chapter name? Will Boiling Point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the after the credits, we get uh, a reveal that this is Lillian Cole's. The professor's daughter, quote unquote, is what I wrote. I, I especially wrote super annoying quote daughter unquote. <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys what you thought about her. Oh my god. Yeah, that's how I feel. But yeah, she's not getting good first impression. I'm talking about your freaking medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. She's an addict and she's old, so she doesn't know when to shut up mm-hmm. for like two reasons. But it's this insistent her voice. I can't stand her voice. She no. sounds like a chipette. <laughs> yes, she does sound like a chipette. <laughs> but uh, she's been in lots of. Uh, her name's Terry Ivins. Ivins. Mm-hmm. She's been in lots of um, soap operas, but and she's also been in something called Piranaconda. <laughs> Piranaconda. Wow. Yeah. That wow. is awesome. I need to find that. <laughs> uh. And yes, the leader of the the Pretty Boy Gang is uh, Wolf Larson, who played Tarzan in the Yay! Tarzan TV series. 1991. Why is there an accent on the A? Uh, I don't know. Tarzan? Tarzan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because it was originally a, uh, a French production. And, um, and I think that the title was just done for French. <laughs> But there's no A like that in French. Not with that accent. It's like an no. accent. Like, no, it's like the other accent, not the... Really? Oh, yeah. Then I don't know. Here. I can't tell you. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Tarzan. I used to watch that every afternoon. Yeah. It was so boring. <laughs> no, I loved it. But it was so low rent, <laughs> low production value, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was what it was. But at the same time... When I first saw Berkey <clears throat> on this episode of Briscoe, I immediately, for some reason, flashed to Beastmaster. Oh. And in my notes, I wrote, oh, my God, Beastmaster. <laughs> and then I did some IMDb research, and I crossed that out, and I just wrote Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> but with fewer exclamation marks. <laughs> OMG, Tarzan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I looked up the other members of the gang, and one of them has been in some softcore porn. Oh, yeah, just uh, like... He's been in a movie called Mind Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> was he in any softcore porn production with the uh, U.S. Attorney for Bitstone? By the way, Will, any, any updates on that? Um, no, I couldn't actually find him anywhere oh. straight. Me. I didn't want to buy the DVD. Damn you, internet. <laughs> I, found, like, I found a trailer for one of them, and we didn't see him for like a second. I think he was <laughs> just a supporting characters. Oh. What? Such a thing in porno. <laughs> supporting <laughs> porno character. Yeah. <laughs> never gets to actually do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but the one that you, the trailer that you posted, it almost seemed like a, a thriller porno. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. 
wonder uh, what's going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, another couple of the members of the gang here. One of them, Briscoe, this episode of Briscoe was their first acting credit, and one of them was, it was basically their last acting credit. <laughs> the other one was like Murder, She Wrote the same year. Same year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. So, yeah, it's Lillian Cole's professor's daughter. Uh, she knows about the orb. Um, Briscoe and her both got telegrams from the professor. And she wants Briscoe's help finding him, and she apparently knows him from dime novels. <laughs> yep. Some more of those uh, lovely uh, bits of pulp fiction being bandied about. Yes. Um, so, yeah, she drinks some arthritis medicine. <laughs> Briscoe's very, very uh, suspicious or curious about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Bowler's found some tracks. And he's got all the facts about the uh, professor's wagon wheel. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bowler here I wrote is a much better tracker than uh, Kate on Lost. Yeah, it's <laughs> really. Oh, I forgot about that. What about Hawk on Twin Peaks? Nope, nope, blaspheme. Uh, <laughs> we should Don't you dare. against each other. We never actually got to see Hawk track anything barely in Twin Peaks, so we never know how he actually did it. Maybe he, he didn't feel the need to boast. Yeah. Maybe he just, like, went around with... He had, like, a wad of cash, and he paid people to tell him, like... <laughs> did you he see... He just had a, uh, a homeless underground? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twin Peaks? He's got, <laughs> he's got spies all over town that he yes. pays. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> he's like a Game of Thrones character. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, Lil convinces Briscoe that... Or, to let her with them. Bah. <laughs> bah. And uh, then we cut to Socrates, who's looking for Li Pao. Who we, have we seen him since the pilot? We I don't have think not. so. I don't think. No, so. we haven't. No. Um, Li- Wait, he was in the pilot. Yeah. yeah. He was the guy who gave Briscoe. Oh. No, he actually didn't. He didn't give Briscoe anything, did he? He just. Well, he told him. Uh, this was the gun that I carved for your father. Yeah. Da, 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 da. He identified oh, Briscoe yeah. and saved him from being uh, karate chopped to death by uh, by uh, recognizing the handle he had carved for Briscoe's dad. That's, that's yeah. right. He's an old I remember this friend. now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's an old friend of Briscoe's dad. Uh, but he sent for Briscoe, and Briscoe's not there. And uh, apparently, uh, since he's not there, the instructions were to give any messages to Socrates, which Socrates is kind of proud of, of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of important. It's very cute. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Li Pao is holding a bok choy. <laughs> Some- Looks like some good quality bok choy, too. It did mm-hmm. look delicious, but I was like, oh, he could have been holding a carrot or, you know, mm. could have been holding anything, but he had to hold a bok choy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he said that at a Chinese market, guess, selling stuff, he's not going to be holding a parsnip. He should have been holding a jar full of dried stuff, like a dried shrimp or dried, like, mm. that's what they always have no, like, in those markets. No, he should have just been, like... Stuff. He should have been like, should be like, mm, over here. He should have been like in the middle of eating a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> now that's anachronistic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Or like a pizza. Not racist <laughs> in the slightest. Opposite uh, of racist. Um, <laughs> if that's possible. No, um, it's not racist. It was just weird. No, it's not. Um, so, uh, yeah. We get some uh, exposition here about. Um, gun handle has powers maybe and um briscoe and socrates have a destiny with the orb i'd like to know how lee pow got so knowledgeable about the orb mm. um and especially why he didn't fill briscoe in earlier mm-hmm. 
There's something here about saving history. So, uh, what is the, the deal here? Here, have a key. And then Socrates is like, no, I've never been good with mechanical things. It's a key. What the <laughs> hell? Like, you know, You put whatever. it in a lock. Yeah, how hard is that? I broke my wrist using a key one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he gives Dwight the key, it was like, really, uh, all I could tell, all I could focus on is... Look at how he's hiding the wire with his four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anyone was holding that thing and it was lighting up, I'm like, oh, yep, they're hiding wires. They're holding it really awkwardly. <laughs> and I will be calling that man Dwight all episode, folks. <laughs> Socrates. He looks like Dwight Schrute. He will always be Dwight Schrute. <laughs> I can't unsee that. That's funny. Um, you, uh, you remember who he is in Buffy, right? Um, I think so. He was uh, that big blobby being basted in his own juices uh, <laughs> demon, right? Right, yeah. yeah. What was his uh, name? Uh, it wasn't Kakistos, was it? It might have been. Nah, it might have been Kakistos. I can't remember. That's I just awesome. remember the deleted scene. He, he really let himself go. It was Balthazar. <laughs> yeah, Balthazar. Ah, oh, Balthazar. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, the key will have a message or something in due time. Uh, we cut to Briscoe and Bowler and Lillian. Uh, they find an encampment. They leave Lillian behind. Um, the gang is watching. Uh, they've been following Briscoe and Bowler, who led them right to the professor. You know, I forgot this professor was the Santa professor. Yeah. Yeah. Santa Claus. Once I saw him, I was like, oh, it's Santa. Mm -hmm. I was watching this with my grandma, and she couldn't really tell whether he was just had like, shaving cream on his face or if it was a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is quite something, isn't it? <laughs> hey, Caitlin, do you watch this with your grandma pretty often? Uh, no, this is the first time I watched it with her. Did she enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, I think she did. But she's like, oh, but I didn't take any notes, so I can't podcast with you. Oh, <laughs> it would have been great. Oh. I'm glad you mentioned that, because I watched an episode a while ago with my mom and she could not stop laughing that was <laughs> just, it was just the, 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 all of the little funny little things bowler especially she loved it she loved every second of it That's yeah awesome you'll have to give her the whole series after <laughs> yes uh, i'll have her come out to my place my mom is uh, less adept with electronics than socrates <laughs> with mechanical things let's well, just yes. i do remember when you came to uh, visit us that one yeah <laughs> spent like half an hour on the I phone. spent half an hour on the phone. Oh, I was the worst guest. These two oh, were being so kind and generous with their time. We were going to go out to dinner and I am outside the restaurant on the phone my mother trying to explain to her how to turn on the TV, the receiver, and Netflix. It was so <laughs> and your kids were like telling uh, to do. Yeah. It was something else. Uh. <laughs> oh, mom. Oh, oh I know. All the moms are they're usually all the same. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, the gang is criticizing each other's fashion here. <laughs> um, I like this. This is a coming thing, metrosexual. <laughs> yep. 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 You think? You think that's... Metrosexual cowboys. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that a no. thing? I've never seen a metrosexual cowboy. <laughs> I want to see this now. Now you have. <laughs> yes, I guess. Uh, Briscoe and Bowler uh, meet with Ogden. Um says that he didn't send them any telegraph, but he's still glad they're there. Um, it sounded like he had done it but forgotten, like he was getting old. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought maybe that was playing into the title of um, 
of uh, of youth. Of found of youth. Thank you. Yes. Hmm. And the way he said, "Oh, my daughter." I mean, I didn't notice it the first time, but the second time when I knew, hmm. you know, that she was her daughter, I was like, "Oh." He still, yeah, he still went along with it. I thought that was weird. Well, it's easier than saying, this is my mom. She's uh, super young right now. Yeah, I guess so. Some sort of magic. <laughs> nah, just say she's your daughter. Yeah. Um, so uh, the gang busts in with Lillian uh, in tow. They are the most, the most good-looking gang and also the least lethal gang because they just bash them on the head. Yeah. And killing them. Why? They'd yeah. rather not fight. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't want to get blood in my hair. Well, because these are our heroes, and they're not going to get killed off just yet. I know, but there should they, at least be a, like a plausible reason they don't kill them. They don't want to get their their skin all ruined by like mm. being too rough. Although they did run at them like really weird. Like they were like leaning their arms way back and hitting them like full force. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, watch what we're going to do to you. Here comes the rifle. Yeah. yeah. Here comes the rifle butt. If you get hit, it's your own fault. I telegraphed severely. Brace yourselves, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So uh, yeah, then they uh, Bowler and Briscoe wake up. Everyone's gone, and we cut to Socrates at the Chinese camp. And this is kind of delightful. Why? It's just, he's like a cartoon. I love his overreactions to everything. It's just like, I don't know, it's just delightful to watch him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we find out his little uh, key is a divining rod. Yay! Blows! <laughs> <laughs> Freaks everyone out, they all run away. Ah! <laughs> Again, they White st- devil with a blue stick! <laughs> <laughs> um, is Will still here? Yes. Okay. Uh, so then the gang and, uh, Ogden and Lillian arrive in town, and, uh, the leaders go into the bathhouse. This is just, this is the first time I noticed the guy's tassels on his coat. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> so many tassels. Just, you mean stylish? Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Fringes? Yeah, the fringes. Yeah. That's just too much. Too much. You're too Listen, stylish. There's a reason why he's the leader of the gang. <laughs> He wears it well. It's a status symbol. <laughs> I've got the most tassels. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, he goes, but so, sorry. So he's like, I'm going to go to the bathhouse. I'm going to be nice and fresh for when I rape you. <laughs> I wrote here, rape innuendo. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I mean, at what point are you Professor Coles? And I know it comes up later when he realizes that she's betrayed him again. And that she's stooping blondie. I mean, at what point would he just like drop, drop the, facade. drop the pretense and the facade and just go, dude, that's my mom. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I don't know, man. Professor Coles is uh, very, very forgiving about. Well, the... he's also protective of the orb. He is the guardian. Yeah, he doesn't want true. anyone to find out. That's true. He cares a little bit more about. The... Well, maybe not. I guess he doesn't. He'll sacrifice anything, even like watching his mom making out with some shirtless dude. <laughs> yeah, but then he's gonna sacrifice the orb to Bly for his mom. So. Yeah, I don't. Make up your mind, Coles. He's mm. conflicted, I guess. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so they get tied up in a storehouse. Uh, Lillian puts on a crying act, and then she apologizes for betraying him. But what did she betray beforehand? We do we know? She's like, I'm sorry, I betrayed you. Uh, I guess it's from something we didn't see. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so Ogden says he left because he abused the orb to make medicine for her, and he didn't want to do that anymore. 
Um, then we cut to Bowler and Briscoe arriving, uh, and then John Bly arrives Yay. basically at the same time. Yay! <laughs> yep. Uh, good to see Bly again. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he ever it's look? Been too long. <laughs> Does yeah. he ever look good in black, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that's one of my quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so Lillian frees herself. Um, then she gets Ogden to tell her that the orb is in the Devil's Cavern, and just then Bly comes in, and she tells him exactly what she just heard, because uh, she wants her medicine. So she's betraying Ogden. A biatch. No. She begs for forgiveness for betrayal and then betrays again. Yes. Mm-hmm. She uh, deserves what she gets. But knowing what we know later, again, why, like, Ogden's like, oh my god, you don't know what you've done. So what, why are we so in, in, like, intense about stopping Bly? Because isn't he only a problem for people 500 years from now? Well, there we have the conundrum. Mm. Do you, uh, let Bly do whatever he wants to do based on the idea that you'll never have to deal with the consequences? Mm-hmm. Or do you forego the idea that morality is, of, you know, just about yourself? Or do you realize that you can have an impact on people in the future, mm. right? Uh, personally, uh, 26, uh, what do you say? 2615? 26, 26, 26, uh, 2506 is yeah. pretty far away. Yeah. Uh, maybe I uh, let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. And who know. knows what kind of technology they have then? I mean, the orb's yeah. pretty cool, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they probably have laser guns. <laughs> they could have. Uh, repercussions could come, like, in all directions, though. I mean, the characters who are involved right now, besides Bly, are all from that timeline, like Lee Pow and, and Coles. You think? Yeah. Hmm. I think they're from the current timeline. They're just kind of like, uh, you know, they're. I think there's some sort of. Maybe not higher power, but some sort of I like. I can consider that. That does make greater sense. Greater being overlooking everything, and someone's like, <laughs> "There's so much at stake here." What if Briscoe is too, but he's done something to himself where he's forgotten? Mm-hmm. But then his dad also would have been for the future. Mm, nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Just arbitrarily. Nope. <laughs> You're wrong. No. <laughs> How could you ever think something that silly? Uh, <laughs> Bowler notices the fancy saddles. Yeah. Uh, Briscoe notices the fancy bathhouse. And um, oh geez. the gang's in there talking about uh, skin tips. They're uh, like, There's, this is totally like a fan service kind of... <laughs> all right, for all the fangirls? <laughs> or whatever. Right, here. I had... A flashback to some Robert Palmer music videos. Oh, yes! <laughs> with, the, with the ladies and the towels and the steam. Uh, what were you saying, Will? Sorry. Sorry, Will. Favorite episode, not your favorite scene. Oh, yes. So, yeah, these guys are trading tips on beautiful skin. Um, <laughs> then Briscoe and Bowler bust in and they do basically the same thing that the other guys did with the telegraphing the, the rifle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bowler rears back while he's still back in the mist of the the the, uh, the steam. He comes out of yeah. the steam with his fist already cocked and he goes off screen <laughs> and then you hear it. <laughs> Bam. It was awesome. <laughs> um so yeah, and then he gets his hands all slimy, I guess, from punching. He was just grossed out that he had to beat up oily naked dudes. I guess. Because <laughs> I mean, the towels are not gonna stay on, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and we cut to uh, the leader here, Tarzan. He's got the face mask and cucumbers on. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? Uh, I was going to say, he then utters uh, one of my favorite battle cries ever from the animated series, The Tick. <laughs> Not in the face! Not in the <laughs> face! <Yeah. laughs> oh, I forgot that was a battle cry. I remembered oh, Spoof. Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Arthur, the accountant turned moth. <laughs> Not a real moth, he just wears a suit. Oh, that's yeah. delightful. Wearing <laughs> moth. Everyone mistakes him for a bunny rabbit. Aww. <laughs> um, oh. He comes at them like three times with the whip. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like fake out. They like, interrogate him. <laughs> yeah. They get what they need about where the uh, where the coals are being held. And then they let him go. He comes at them. They stop him. They, and then he they, comes at He's They're like, don't do it again. And then he goes, there's this again. Yeah. <laughs> and he rightfully gets the punch in the schnoz. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he punch? No, that, that comes later. Sorry. Uh, we cut to uh, Bly um, in an alley <laughs> with Lillian and two of her goons. Effectively karate chopping. Who he judo chops in the neck. I thought there was some like uh, Vulcan neck neck pinching going on too. Yes, yeah, that happens is. in a moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, that's so delightful. When the professor and Lillian get uh, all uh, riled up, he gives them Vulcan neck pinches. <laughs> <laughs> They're all paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's not actually going to work with Lillian. She's not going to get her medicine. Um, but he threatens to shoot her. Or, uh, I thought he was Ogden. actually going to shoot her. Yeah. I don't know, Billy Drago. Yeah, me it's too. Intense. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He hasn't outright murdered anyone except Briscoe's But it's so, he's dad. so intense when he just turns the gun to her and he's, ah, mm. he's just ugh, so reptilian. Maybe he is reptilian. a reptilian. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was considering. Like, oh, Caitlin, yes. <laughs> I was going over all the possible scenarios of what Bly actually was. Mm. And that was one of them, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm a reptilian hybrid. <laughs> From well, he did say later. Uh, yeah, he did say later. He's like uh, your people and my people. Mm. You know. Have, have you guys seen the reboot of the series V? No. no. I know what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's might be like one of those aliens. They're just hiding with like human like skins on them, but they're actually like reptilian aliens ah! underneath. Ah. Hey, maybe if Briscoe and Bowler find themselves some cool sunglasses, they'll see Bly for what he truly is. <laughs> 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 so maybe Bly is actually blinking all the time. It's just one of them like translucent membranes going oh. over his eyes, so we can't. Oh, oh yeah. my mind is blown! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's even freakier. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ogden take uh, goes with Bly to show him where the orb is. Um, then uh, Briscoe and Bowler show up a little bit late and uh, help Lillian up. Um, Bowler reveals a Bly apparently killed those two guys with the neck chops. They don't need a doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're dead. Mm, um, wow. Hmm? You, you're going to say something, Caitlin? No, I said wow. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Amazing. Impressive. <laughs> Most impressive. Um, so Lillian uh, then reveals her allegiance to Berkey, the leader of the good-looking gang. Totally not cool. Nope. She this this I did not expect. No, so nope. You're surprised by at least one thing. <laughs> um, so she sends her gang after uh, Bly. Um, or yeah, she's like, or is this where? No, this isn't where she reveals about the aging thing. And no, that's how she was able to get such good-looking. No, that's followed. later. Yeah. Uh, 
But didn't Briscoe totally get punched in the crotch in this scene? <laughs> Did he? I'm pretty I, sure. That's what I thought I saw. Yeah, he totally got. He, he punched him real low. You broke my nose. I'm gonna break your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> uh, uh, his nose really matters to him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they get. Uh, Berkey pulls out a gun, but again, doesn't shoot them. Um, they don't like wasting mi- bullets, Matt. They'd maybe, rather ruin the bathhouse. Maybe bullets are at a premium. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, they make an elaborate trap in a boiler room instead. Uh, Lily. So we can trap his sweaty body. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little concerned though because you know these guys they're all about the good skin and stuff but you know it's probably really bad for him to have been like standing in front of that roaring fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah his skin would have been like well steamed up but I don't know it would dry your skin to burn it like that. Yeah it'd make it kind of rough and yeah. yeah. It's just not good. Not good. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna go like throw himself on an aloe plant <laughs> and r- rub all over it. Um, so yeah, Lillian reveals that she's the one who sent Briscoe the telegram. Um, she leaves Briscoe and Bowler in there to die. She but... played them like a no Karina. I thought that was an oh, odd thing yeah. to say. All I could think of but it was like Zelda music after. <laughs> <laughs> Such a random instrument to bring up. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh... And then Briscoe. Retorts with bassoon. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. um, so yeah, Bowler. Go to chapter two, <gasps> which is Future Shop. Can you hear me? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. Are we on a delay though, or something? No. I think we I are. Think so. I think we might be with Will anyway. With Will, we there. I think we are. God damn. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to disconnect and come back? Sure. Okay. It sounds better now, though. Well, anyway, maybe you don't need to because you just replied right away, so you must not be on a delay. Maybe it's okay. like a brain delay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that smoke. Yeah. That's really smoke. You inhaled too much campfire. It was probably like some crazy, like a uh, native grassy ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually smudging and you weren't campfiring. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Smoke too much peace pipe. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're tied to a pipe, and there's a boiler beside them going to explode. So they rock back and forth, and then escape that way by breaking the pipe. And they should have horrible burns all over their body, but they don't. They're just yeah. I especially didn't like how they were uh, going up and going up and going up to where the steam was coming out, and then they cut away and then come back, and they're already loose. No, no close up of 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 Briscoe getting his face melted off by the steam. <laughs> you know, and just folks, in the case orb. you're aware of physics, folks, and chemistry, steam is much hotter than boiling water. It's awful. It's the worst. Steam burns are the worst. They heal over such long periods of time, said the man who doesn't know how to make tea properly. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (sighs) So, yeah. It was a very steamy situation they found themselves in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, way to (laughs) find What were you going to say, Caitlin? I don't remember. Oh. Well, escape, and then it goes boom, and then Kaboom. Briscoe makes a pun. I, th- I feel like I feel like they they didn't react to the burns because they were just real tough back then. Yep. yep. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Phase. I kept yelling about the orb. Always the orb. That's what protects Briscoe. Yeah, maybe. What about Bowler? Yeah, Bowler's not ever protected by the orb. It's like association with Briscoe. <laughs> just Briscoe just touched Bowler, and Bowler was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I have a really interesting theory about uh, some of Briscoe's abilities, but I'll wait till we get to that part of the episode. All right. All right. Um, Ogden and Bly are on the trail. Uh, Bly can feel the orb's power as they grow closer to it. Uh, I feel like Bly has a special relationship with the orb. Yeah? Hmm. He can feel it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We'll get to it later. Kind of special. I'll get to it later. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> but this just reminded me of it. John Black explains that he's going home, whatever that means. That's mm-hmm. why he wants the orb. That doesn't sound too bad. A little ominous, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the good-looking gang gets the drop on them. Um, they like his hat. It yeah. is a nice hat. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Bly drinks the orb juice. No! <laughs> And he gives them the worst ice cream headaches ever. Yeah. Uh, I wrote here, Bly's got mind bullets. <laughs> like, Bly drinking the orb juice, because I assume that's what it is. Mm. He became the orb. Bly is the orb. Mm. Rob Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody must make that trailer now. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, why didn't he get younger? I think, no, it was one thing that Lillian says, I think, later, is that, you know, she took it for arthritis, but also gave her what she truly wanted the most. Oh, yeah. So he just wants power, I guess. So yeah. So gave, gave him yeah. what he wanted. Mm. Mm. So I, I think... This orb seems like it's morally, uh... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm having a hard time speaking. It must have been the slight electrocution earlier today. <laughs> It's morally ambiguous. It's, oh. it's it's amoral. It doesn't really care. No. Hmm. Well, I don't know. It seems like if you touch the orb itself and you're evil, then you die. But if you distill the orb's power into a juice and you drink it, then if you're evil, you can... <laughs> I guess. I'm telling you, the orb is like a weird living entity. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys drop. Um, Lillian and Berkey find them later on. Um and Berkey's kind of hesitant to go on and he also notices uh, Lillian's hair's got gray in it and she's all wrinkly and he calls her oh no that's later that's late. <laughs> never mind he's, he's very concerned right now oh yeah he's like what's it, going on it's windburn <laughs> <laughs> your hair is gray it's from uh, the pain <laughs> I have I have never gotten gray from pain <laughs> I've gotten gray from the two pains I call my children sometimes. <laughs> Maybe that one day when you get an even bigger electrical shock, <laughs> yeah, you'll find some. Gray I'm gonna hairs. go. I'm gonna go so gray, I'll be uh, dead. No, uh, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't think pain gives you gray hair. Yeah, it was a flimsy excuse, but I don't think very the difference. The the windburn thing, I was like, she really doesn't look that bad for somebody being windburnt. Because all I could think about was uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> when he gets yeah. like it's all sunburnt, windburnt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've uh, I've I've been on many a sailing excursion yeah. where you afterwards have no idea why your face. <laughs> looks and feels the way it does and it's windburn like a catcher's Mm. mitt (laughs) it's basically the exposure yeah and uh, i mean windburn can affect you that way but uh, not wrinkles and gray hair come on terrible excuses um so yeah they ride off um briscoe and bowler um stop uh comet thinks they're being followed and uh (laughs) at first bowler scoffs at this but then he agrees and uh, he's forced to apologize. <laughs> and, uh, uh, adorably. 
<laughs> yeah, I, and, and all of a sudden, uh, Bowler is my five-year-old daughter. <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, 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 for real. <laughs> I love that Comet knows the difference. Yeah, Comet's awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, the person following them, they set up a trap, and they make Socrates wipe out. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he's not hurt. Um but yes, he's got the key for Briscoe. He catches him up on what it is and all the stuff that Lee Pao said. Um, and Bowler finds the dudes in the medicine bottle. And um, so then uh, Bly and Ogden get to Devil's Cavern. And apparently it's real dangerous inside. And I'm sure they've used this specific opening for Catherine at least three times. I think in my notes earlier when uh, she, when when uh, Coles first tells his quote-unquote daughter it's the Devil's Cavern, I wrote, of course it's in a cave. Mm-hmm. At least, Where else would it be on this show? Yeah. <clears throat> well, at least the final part was in, like, a grove or something. Although I'm pretty sure they used... It was Box Canyon. I'm pretty sure they used that location as well once before when uh, Briscoe was skinny dipping with his childhood friend there. Um, so yes uh, Lillian pulls up before they get in there and she falls off her horse um, and then it's revealed she's she's super old and Berkey abandons her (laughs) (laughs) because she's quote unquote hideous yeah I like her response no I'm not (laughs) 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 I wish he would have handed her a mirror and it yeah. would have broke <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, Tarzan, you're so shallow. Yeah, very shallow. He's going to go hang out with Cheetah instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was weird. What was that? I think that was me somehow. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's these auto-playing ads. Oh, yeah, that's just, what it is. Uh, and it's, just, it's also the guy that forgot to mute his device. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, Ogden rushes over and cradles Lillian, and he's all sad and stuff, and she asks for forgiveness, and we learn that she's actually his mom. He um, still calls her Lillian, though. Yeah. Which is weird. That's really disrespectful. <laughs> he's your mother. <laughs> um, so yeah, he'll, he'll help Bly get the orb if he lets him make medicine. I don't know why people have not learned their lesson by now about trust. Don't <laughs> trust Bly. Yeah, it's, it's not worth simple. much. His word is not Don't trust him. Yeah. Um, so they go in, and uh, Bowler, Briscoe, and Socrates find Lillian. Or no, this is where she reveals it. But she was, like, Jesus trying to God. live out her, her hot grandma fantasies. Yes. <laughs> because she was probably writing, like, hot grandma fanfics before like dreaming about like like she was probably dreaming about this finding the fountain of youth and like living up her hot hot guy fantasy mm-hmm. where they like whip her on the butt like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah all thanks to orb juice there's gotta be a website out there with like grandma fanfics no I don't go there <laughs> oh. no. if the internet has taught me anything it's that there's a very, very, very fine line between wondering if something exists and instantly regretting that you know it exists. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anything relating to grannies, I think, falls under that heading. Yeah. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. 
Or do you, or do you don't mean fan fiction that involves grannies, you just mean fan fiction written by grannies? Wasn't there somebody that I, <laughs> I knew know. that had... Anything with the word granny in it doesn't end well. I feel yeah. like there was somebody that I knew that went to uh, university and took like a sex ed class and they were forced to watch old people, like a video of old people having sex. Why? I'm not what sure. What school is this? I don't know, it was a university. Uh. They were just like, you know, old people have sex too. Anyways, but they were very disturbed by this. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I brought that up. <laughs> Find out what university that was. And never go there. <laughs> no one ever go there. Yes. Um, oh, I keep lost place. in the cave. So yeah, she dies. Um, then they go in the cave and they get lost. And they almost give up. And uh, Bowler can't track in the cave for a lame reason. Like, I understand his reason. There's, the cave has magical powers, Matt. No, he's like, everything's turned around and upside down. What's that even mean? I feel like the cave has... Dirt weird, is still dirt. It's still. I feel like the cave has mystical powers. Yeah? Yeah. Or maybe he has a fear of caves or has claustrophobia uh, or something. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's a cursed cave. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. There's a reason why it's called Devil's Cavern. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, that, that dead end was pretty dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Socrates is afraid of vampire bats. <laughs> uh, gets the uh, idea for Briscoe to use the key. Um, it glows, and his gun handle also glows. How do you make ivory glow? Maybe it's not ivory. Maybe. Oh, or do you mean uh, wasn't it pearl? I don't know. Or do you mean the practical was... effect? No, I, no, not at all. Just <laughs> general, like. What's well, the orb? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's got like blacklight powers. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what we find in the uh, handle of that gun is <gasps> a bullet. Mine bullet. It is a bullet made from orb alloy. That's what they guess. Yeah. My theory <gasps> is that Briscoe County Junior is not the world's most amazing shot. <laughs> but that gun was uh, uh, was benefiting from magical orb powers, Ooh. which is why he could shoot things blindfolded and shoot things off cast iron pans at weird angles oh. and shoot something into the gears of a winch, etc., etc. I think the gun was the thing. So it was the gun, or it was the bullet inside the gun? Because the bullet's gone now. It was the bullet inside the gun, and hopefully in the next episode we're going to see uh, Briscoe with a little bit of a handicap now. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm not sure if he was using his own gun all those times. Uh, I think he was. He's going to shoot bullet okay. foot by accident. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> he's going to be all cocky about something. He's going to be like, I can shoot this, whatever. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so John Bly and the professor are at some weird gulch thing yes. swamp thing I don't know so the cave Fox Canyon opens up the <laughs> canyon with a little little pool of water and the orb is behind the waterfall and uh, mm. Bly doesn't want to get wet so he sends the professor out there <laughs> one more time he's like if you get it I'll give you the medicine and then falls for it again yeah. but then he says but at this point what choice do you have yeah basically <laughs> like no, I'm lying to you, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and do what I tell you, because <clears throat> I'm your boss. <laughs> yeah, what a horrible person, John. Oh, he's delightfully horrible, though. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as the orb gets closer, uh, Bly closes his eyes and. Uh, okay, he totally has a boner for the orb <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes, I could see it. It's not. A, it's, that was that was definitely his O boner face. <laughs> it's not a blink. It's eyes closed. Yeah. So still no, just, still no blink. He's just feeling the enjoying the power of the orb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the good guys come into the canyon. Um, they they followed the key there, I guess. Uh, Ogden has to use a combination to open the orb, I guess. So I guess there's a little. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was zero 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 zero. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest. How long did it take him to figure out that combination? I know. There's probably little letters on each little prong, and he just typed in password. He just pulled out password. <laughs> or maybe they just labeled oh, one, he two, typed one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> yes. What did you say, Caitlin? Uh, same, same thing as Illyrio. Like, they're oh. just labeled one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's opened up. Um, and then Briscoe arrives. Yep. And he asks, uh, he asks Bly what he wants with the orb, and then we get... Mine's, he starts blathering. Mine's blown. Bly's from the future. I what know, I was not expecting that. I have like I was four totally not expecting that. It was crazy. <laughs> Six, 612 years from the year 2506. <laughs> you, you know, Briscoe takes this well. This was too ridiculous for me. Briscoe... Like, oh, this makes so much sense now. <laughs> Briscoe doesn't even look shocked. He's like, I don't know. He's like, yeah. That was something. <laughs> uh, but Bly came back in a time machine. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of... In a weird way, like, I really, I was like, oh, this is too much. But in a weird way, it was also kind of delightful, but it was just still too much. Yeah, I don't know what I think of it. Yeah. <laughs> really? No. I was half expecting it. Didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, I think we talked about the possibility. I was, yeah, I wasn't surprised, really. Um, so the, this year that they're in currently is the last time all three orbs were together. Uh, so mm-hmm. I guess he just thought he'd have a better chance of getting one in this time. And uh, he wants to use it to go back to his future and then rule the world. This is the best. Crash, crash cacao lightning. Um, He's like cartoon evil right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Very theatrical. Yes. Um, so, Briscoe threatens to shoot him, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Bly knocks Bowler and Ogden into the ground with his force powers. And uh, he's pretty cocky that Briscoe won't shoot him until he sees the orb bullet. And uh, Briscoe's gun is transformed into a laser pistol. <laughs> he shoots Bly. And... It was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah? Briscoe revealed that, like, so slowly. Like, I was expecting, like, don't, and, like, don't show him. He'll, like, try and stop you before you can shoot him. No. Yeah, he's like, what about this thing right here in my hand? See it? He's like, oh, end game. I'm over. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he gets sucked into the orb. Like an evil witch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Bly, Bly is now in the Phantom Zone. Like, that yeah. was odd. Mm. That's what it made me think of. Yeah, it's true. So, I think, like, because the orb, like, took Bly in, I feel like the orb is like a mini unicron. And it's just, like, wants to, like, it's gonna, this is just the beginning of everything. It's gonna eat everyone? Oh, probably, eventually. So, <laughs> like... Uh, Bowler and Socrates are pretty wise not to want that in their homes. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. going to suck them up, too. It's just going to, like, end up sucking up everything. So you mm-hmm. might want to be... The orb is out of control. So, yeah. Yeah. At all, bang. <laughs> that thing. So I wonder where they're going to put it. But we don't really know. Um, 
so Ogden gave Briscoe the orb. He's just like, yeah, you know, put this somewhere. Um, <laughs> Where? Yeah. Where are you going to put it? He says you still got to have your final encounter with Bly, basically. What? Yeah. Bly as the orb. They are one now. <laughs> ah. oh, I hope Bly doesn't have superpowers It's going to be like Krang. He's going to be like controlling him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Is the... Is uh, Bly going to have the orb like in his sitting in his stomach? Yes. Oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> like Krang? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. So Briscoe's destiny is still not fulfilled, but... Uh, or yeah, he has to learn more about the orb, but uh, Bowler is just like, can we just be cowboys? <laughs> and I wonder if he's like the substitute for the executives <laughs> uh, that are producing this show. Can they just be cowboys? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. So I'm sure some people agree with that sentiment, and some people don't, depending on what you feel about the orb plotline. I like it. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a very exciting episode mm. because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So any other notes that I passed over while that you guys didn't get to bring up or anything? Or? I can't think of any notes. I mean, overall, uh, this is fantastic. Mm. Yes. We got uh, lots of sci-fi in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Lots of sci-fi and some cowboy stuff too, which is fun as well. So, yeah. So, did you want to rate it first, then, Illyrio? Hmm. Did you? Well, wanna... uh, yeah. I don't know if we are we already got to that part yet, or if we're yeah. going to yeah. it later. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a good old uh, nine out of ten. I would have loaded that bullet into the gun way earlier. <laughs> 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 I really enjoyed it. I thought it was full of really great chemistry. I think that there were a couple mysteries going on. Uh, there was a cave, of course, which yeah. always makes me rate an episode a little higher. Um, <laughs> and I punch? think the addition <laughs> of the, uh, I think the addition of that uh, really attractive male model gang was hilarious <laughs> because we've had the inbred yokel gang. Yeah. Why not have a, you know, super uh, super fit, super suave, super clean shaven bunch of well kempt guys in a gang I, I i thought it was pretty hilarious the uh, not so difficult to discover mystery about the real age of uh illy was all right but you know what it's fine yeah so i'm not really really enjoying it cool all right uh who wants to go next maybe they stole the plot from like half of the plot from like a harlequin novel about like cowboys <laughs> 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 just guessing <laughs> Uh, I can go. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Living orbs. Okay. That orb does live, I tell ya. What does it want? It, I don't know. Hmm. It wants love. Peace. <laughs> it wants love. I bring you love. <laughs> yeah. It Mowing. wants Pangea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just love. I love this episode. I love. Uh, I love evil cartoony Bly. Mm-hmm. So great. He's just so dramatic. His arms waving in the air, and he's swirling into the orb, and it's great. Alright. And, yeah, just, like, the whole thing. I love, I don't know, it's just great. Okay, so you like the mythology episodes, huh? Oh, yeah, (laughs) kind of fun. And that is why I am giving it a nine and a half out of ten. Nice. (laughs) Love the mythology episodes, yes. There were lots, lots of new things to learn, and lots of more mysteries kind of opened up. So that was great. And... In addition to everything that you guys said, there is some lovely comet action in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, we need more comet. Yes. Um, Will. Yes, I give it nine and a half out of ten well-dressed men. 
I like the pretty boys. I like the orb stuff and that reveal about Bly from the future mm-hmm. in my mind. There are some good funny moments. Cool. Awesome. Um, I was gonna give it a nine out of ten, throat crushing judo chops, <laughs> but I'm gonna take off a half a point for the old, old person makeup. Old person makeup freaks <laughs> me out. <laughs> Actually, however, you, you, huh? sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, I was gonna say actual old people. I'm fine with. Young people and old people makeup freaks me out. <laughs> One day, Matt, you're just going to wake up and you're going to find yourself in old person makeup. Oh, no. that would be the greatest practical joke. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Seriously, consider it. I was, I, was, I was going to interrupt you more fully, Matt, with you have to admit it's much better than X-Files old person makeup. Yes. <laughs> in, like, in like Twin Peaks. In the Twin person. Peaks Cooper makeup. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Uh-huh. I can't remember. Okay. Tired. <laughs> uh, oh, well, how did you feel when you were watching Benjamin Button? <laughs> I can't remember. Because there was like so much young old person. That was makeup. mostly CG. That was a little bit better. Uh, I just don't like really seeing creepy, makeup caked though. on people's faces. Still so creepy though. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to make people look old. Yeah. It's also creepy when they, like, take, like, you know, when they have, like, kidnapped children and they're trying to find what they look like, like, later in life. <laughs> Each of them. <laughs> <laughs> this person would look like this and now. It always yeah. looks, they always look hideously horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like some freaky version of them. Yeah. All I know is all yeah, of those visual effects thing. take lots of typing. Yeah. All right, so let's do high points and low points. Mm. Um... What's to go? I have them. Go go ahead. People will probably be upset with me, but you I think uh, Bly from the Future was kind of my low point. Oh really? Really? I, I, like it. I did like it, but I, I enjoyed evil cartoony Bly the most, which is what my high point is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like that scene, that whole scene. Like I really liked it, and then I kind of was like, ah, I don't know what to feel about this. Hmm. So, but maybe maybe if I watched it again, maybe I'd be like, ah. Hmm. But every time I watch it, it's kind of... I feel like it's really jarring. Like, it's so out of place that he's from the future. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go next. Okay. My low point is when Lillian is lying on the ground in her aged state. Oh, actually, yeah. And Ogden... awful. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that she looks awful. Maybe someone else can choose it. Matt, awful. you can choose the old person. Making it. Yeah, she is awful. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, I guess I've lived my life out. You know what? Just leave me. And Ogden's like, no, no, I'm gonna make the potion for you. And so, then, so, so the Lillian and Ogden goodbye scene, I guess, or something. Or? Kind of that. It's kind of also Ogden being like, I'm so desperate, I'm gonna go with Bly anyways, even though I know he'll betray me. Even though she actually admits, you know, she's lived her life and doesn't need the potion anymore. Yeah. Okay, no, I changed my low point. <laughs> it's Lillian. Lillian's my low point. Just everything about I, her. That's my low point too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just awful. Lillian is my low, is also my low point. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if a character's got that much hate in a while. <laughs> I just found her annoying. She's a Josie. Like I love yeah. the I love the episode, but yeah, she's just annoying in it. I, I just found like, her annoying. I feel like a lot of the female characters, like I don't know, they don't make them. I don't know. Sometimes they're not always very convincing. I mm. guess. I feel like they can get better ones. All right, well, my low point is the old person makeup. And my high point is Socrates being excited about his destiny. Oh, <laughs> oh. 
That is. Uh, my high point is uh, Mr. Wong from the video <laughs> store, from the Rocket Boy made-for-TV movie in 1989 starring Dave Thomas. Uh, I love that actor so much. Anytime he's on anything, it's the high point for me. So, yes, Lee Pao. Even his voice. He does have a distinctive voice. Yeah, no, he does Lee a Pao. lot of stuff. Yeah, he does lots of Disney stuff and DreamWorks stuff. And... Um, Caitlin, we need your high point. Right. My high Sorry. point is the Oh. It's um the lead up lead up to the orb. It's actually the John Bly slash the orb. So um, orb revelations. Yes, exactly. And John Bly revelations. John Bly orb revelations. Okay. <laughs> actually, it's the John Bly revelations mostly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Will, what's yours? My high point was the bathhouse brawl. It was very comical. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's sensuous. Yeah. <laughs> the glistening <laughs> comical scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, abs are awesome. They were quite fit. I wanted to see the actual fight scene, like Briscoe and Buller trying to punch those guys and just sliding, <laughs> sliding right. Oh, in. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't punch them. Briscoe, ain't no friction. <laughs> <laughs> Then one of the hot guys says, "That's right, Bowler. It's Astro. It's what? It's uh, some kind of industrial lubrication of some kind." Okay, I'm you, convinced. You turned into a robot. <laughs> yeah, they were just way too glistening. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. it's not my connection. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're okay now. I feel like somebody probably. Hopefully, we're back. Somebody Are we back? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're fine. Somebody probably wrote a fanfic about that bathhouse scene. Mm. Maybe. Will? Why do you keep bringing up fanfics, Mel? I'm on it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> What's With all the fanfic suggestions that you wonder about or bring up, you... I'm a little bit suspicious. I need to start writing, you mean? Or maybe I have yes. writing? Yes, also that. I bet you I bet you do write them. You should share them. <laughs> as far as I know, she doesn't, but I could... Yeah, as far I as... I could not really know you that you, well. Yeah, you don't... You, maybe she dress up in old person makeup and sits in the corner and writes fanfic. <laughs> No! <laughs> Someday you're gonna catch me! <laughs> you're like, Melanie, what are you doing in there? Fuck! <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> My door is locked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how anyone could vote for any other high point than mine. James Hong has been in Blade Runner, <laughs> Mulan, Kung Fu Panda, General Hospital in 1963. Oh my god, really? Yeah, and and he stuttered. Uh, he he stuttered. No, I stuttered. Uh, <laughs> studied, he studied engineering. Oh wow! Uh, at the University of Minnesota, and was actually uh, a road engineer with the County of Los Angeles for about a year and a half before he started acting. Wow! Oh, wow, that's amazing. James Hogg is awesome. <laughs> All right, so who's got a quote? Oh, so many. Oh, yeah. The quotable episode. Not in here, Socrates, pool. Uh, everything's turned around and upside down. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, he can't get his bearings. Why? I think it means he can't get his bearings. He just has to follow tracks in dirt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't know if you've done much spelunking, Matt, but sometimes there's very little dirt, just mostly bat guano. Yeah. Also... Like, even though you know which way is up and down, things can get a little confusing because there's no horizon. There's no sky. There's no, probably no flowing air. Mm, maybe. I don't know. So you mean they're, like, hallucinating because they're not getting enough air? 
You know what? There could be lack of oxygen. There. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, they should have passed a, a dead parakeet in a pit cage or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's with it, if there's a gas leak. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's one. I'm coming with you. Uh, no, you're not. See, we work alone. That is together alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one. Is it me or was that the best looking gang you've ever seen? Risco, this business is just getting too glamorous. <laughs> I don't know if I can impersonate Lee Powell without sounding racist. <laughs> oh, go for it, Will. Like, <laughs> like the fortune cookie that is often stale and leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It is the message inside that counts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> That's fine. Racist! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm telling everybody. Uh, Who else has to go? I have so many like quotes. There was another good Mr. Powell quote. Oh, it's like, Socrates is, what can I do for you, Mr. Powell? Not Mr. Lee, Lee Powell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was it? That was, yeah, it was that. Oh, a, I didn't mean to steal your quote. I just no, wanted no. to correct. I, no, I wanted to ask what it was. Yeah, I was asking someone what it was. And then I'm as I was sorry. looking it up on the internet. It's okay. I'm sorry. I thought I stole it from you. I apologize. I just I had just heard you call him Mr. Powell and then flashed to him saying, no, no, not Mr. Powell. That was pretty much not perfect. Lee. Yes. Not Lee. Except Lee he said it like really fast. He's not, not Mr. Powell, not Lee, not Powell, yeah. not Mr. Lee Powell. Lee Powell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just awesome. Yes. I think if, if any TV show or movie has needed a, a, a thin Chinese man with dark hair, he has been it. True enough. Mel, did you go yet? I have like so many black quotes. Okay. I like this this one. Ah, family harmony. It warms the cockles of my heart just <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> and it maybe has a heart. Yes, and then I just like the word cockles. Cockles mm. of my heart. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? <laughs> Anyways, can somebody explain to me, though, what cockles of my heart is? I don't know. Sure, let me do an internet search. <laughs> I don't want to know what you'll come up with, though. It's going to be... You know how when, like, boats... Well, guys, the, are... the, the potentially nefarious and lascivious search results are avoided if you add the word etymology to your search. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good, good. Good thinking. I like I like this the when Bly does two lights and he puts his hand up in the air. <laughs> I know that was awesome. And the I will return to rule the world. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. <laughs> swirl, swirl, swirl into the orb. <laughs> you, you know why? Because you're good and I'm uh, evil. Matt, you were you were positively reptilian right there. Uh, Anyone the else got another one? Hey, nobody... So I have the etymology if you want it. Sure. <laughs> it uh, looks good in black quote. Oh, yeah. Did I write that down? I think I wrote it down. Where is it? I can't read my own. God, he looks great in black. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, 17th century. Unknown. Possibly due to resemblance of cockles to hearts. Alternatively, maybe corruption of Latin cochlea. In cochlea cordis, ventricles of heart, or of Irish Gaelic origin, possibly also inspired by mollusks opening when exposed to warmth, notably cooking. Ah, oh, all right. Hmm. Very interesting. Thank you. I still don't understand. <laughs> I, had a, I had an interesting visualization when I was thinking about cockles and hearts. It's like, okay, you know when ships are out at sea and the part that's underwater, you know, sometimes you get a lot of growth on there, like, you know, things growing on there and like... Barnacles, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Carbuncles yeah. and thingies, whatever. Yeah. The barnacles. Anyways, and sometimes <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe you could get some like other things like you know shells that are attaching there so it made me think of like shells attached to someone's heart yeah. so like crispy yeah. like flies <laughs> a pirate and then even that gets warmed okay yeah. Yeah, well the cockle is a small edible saltwater clam mm-hmm. a mollusk in the family cardidiae Oh. oh, maybe John Bly is a fisherman. The internet is a fascinating place. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so let's move on to feedback. Yay! Yay! Yep. Can you move this? Yes, I can. All right. So first up, first up is Harold. Short version. What the f? Oh. And then his long version will be this audio. Mm, should be interesting. Ever do you mean by this, Harold? I have a feeling this feedback is going to be pretty redundant after your discussion. I'm, I'm hoping that you'll explain things, or if not, you'll you'll have made a lot of fun of this episode, because I, I just watched it, and what the heck was that? I, it, w- it was a, a nice, solid episode, and then I, I don't know what, what I just saw there at the end. So so here's my, my questions. Let's see. First of all, I don't, I don't understand why Lily needed Briscoe in the first place. To track her dad, it seems like she could have probably had Bly or, or got in contact with him in the first place. Well, what, what was the point of that? Uh, the professor seemed like he didn't want to give his his mom more medicine at the beginning of the episode. Then at the end, he's desperate to give it to her. So, so what what's that? Uh, when did Socrates know he had a purpose regarding the orb? Am, am I forgetting something? Eh, Maybe we should answer them as they go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the first one? It was he didn't understand why. Uh, oh, what? why? Uh, why? Why Lily needed uh, Briscoe yes. in the first place? Yes. I think it was to find the professor. She didn't know where he was, right? So she yeah. wanted them to track the professor. Because yeah. there were I don't think Bly would have been able to find the professor. No. I think Bly hired her and her gang to find the professor, and she uh, tricked Briscoe into finding the professor. Yeah. What was the second one? Really, people just wanted Bowler. And why? But they went through Lily and her gang, and then Briscoe, and then finally Bowler showed up. Yeah. And then the, the other one was uh, why the professor didn't want to help her, and then he wanted to help oh, her. Because she was going to die. It was desperation yeah. in the end. Yeah. I think he didn't want to help her because he didn't want to feed into her habit, but then he realized that she was going to die, so he was like, oh, yeah. well, I got to help you. you yeah. Know? But I mean, she either way, like even before, when he was like, I got to cut it, cut you off, he probably realized that she would die, but then when she came to dying, mm. he was like, oh, shit, she's going to die. Yeah. I don't. I'm not ready for this yet. You yeah. Know? And Socrates realized he had a destiny when he was told he had a destiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a destiny. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's continue. Sorry. <laughs> and and what was it about fortune cookies that told him that the key would fit into Briscoe's revolver? That I don't understand. <laughs> no, okay, it's because Lee Pao. Because Lee Pao what? Lee Pao said. Um, oh, I'm getting an echo. Yeah. Sorry. I just moved this. Oh, sorry about that. I thought it was me. I'm glad you heard it too. <laughs> today, today, today. <laughs> I consider myself. So. Uh, it's weird how only ever other words. <laughs> um, Lee Pao had mentioned to Socrates that sometimes the the, the fortune cookie, uh, it's it's about the message inside. Oh, okay. right. That means and so that so so then because the 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 magic bullet was inside the handle of the gun. Uh, Li Pao is just being quite um, obtuse, <laughs> but in a in a in a in a hidden way. 
Kind of like my friend who had a contract translating for a company that makes uh, computers and phones. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was in a lockdown situation and couldn't have any outside communication. And her last message to me on Skype text was, are you going to watch the live stream of the announcement? You should watch it. In all caps, the word <laughs> watch. <laughs> so she was being funny, just like Lipa was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, so I think Lipa was just being... Uh, some people need to sound mysterious. Yeah, there's no no need for that. She could have just told him. <laughs> yeah, but that's what people do on TV shows, I guess. Yeah. yeah. should rewind his message a little bit. Cause we okay. Talking to I will rewind a little bit. Okay. We've answered all your questions so far, Harold. <laughs> no, we didn't answer one. What? Uh, there was uh, when he was wanted to know about like um, Ogden Cole. He was like, "Oh, I don't want to give Lillian the potion anymore." And then he's like, oh, "I'm gonna give her the potion." No, we answered that. Did it's we? Yep. It's because she was in his arms dying, so he broke down. He's like, "Oh, I don't want my mom to die." So yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did all you right. have a different answer? No. All oh, the same. All right. Well, actually, yes, I did have a different answer. All right. Okay. Well, it's because. No, you're you're right about like it was in she was in his arms dying, but you know yeah it's he, I think he's more confronted by the reality uh, of losing his mom as to opposed before like when she was act, she was still young so he only saw her young face but when she looks old it's when he can like he really starts to get scared yeah that's true yeah he yeah. didn't see it yeah yeah he could he could be in denial about it for a while seeing know? is believing yeah all right. Briscoe's revolver. Okay, now when Briscoe found out they had this um, magic orb bullet, I assumed that the first thing he would do is chamber that bullet. But instead, we then go to the next scene where Bly is making his uh, his magic uh, wind and, and knocking everybody down. And uh, Briscoe's speechifying and, oh, here, here's this bullet here, uh that's going to stop you. What is that? I can answer that uh, one. <laughs> okay. It's called dramatic effect. <laughs> also, I don't think you would chamber the bullet right away because what if you had to use your gun on the way there? Mm, yeah, you wouldn't want to waste it, would you? Yeah, but I do mm. agree that he made too much of a show of putting the, the bullet in the gun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Briscoe is like, though. Yeah. He takes a... He, he'll, he'll, have a he'll, he'll crack wise before cracking you in the jaw, you know? So he'd make a terrible bad guy. Yes, he would be the worst. <laughs> he would be, let me keep you alive just long enough to give you every single detail of my cunning plan, Mr. Bond. <laughs> and then, oh, how did you escape? Oh, you've shot me. Oh, you've dropped me down a giant chimney. Oh. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, back to the uh, voicemail. Okay, Bly is from 612 years in the future. Where's that coming from? <laughs> I know. And if so, he can't come up with anything better than a revolver? That's the best weapon he has? Uh, hey, hey, Bly. You could have ruled the world in 1890 uh, by investing in Ford, uh, Motor <laughs> Company, Edison Electric, Coca-Cola. In fact, you could have made all those investments and sat on your tuchus for 612 years, and then you would have, you have owned the whole freaking world. I, I don't get it. If you wanted to... Uh, okay. Now, sorry, sorry. Why did... Uh, why did... <laughs> let the professor mosey on off at the end, 
without explaining what else he has to do. He just lets the professor say some mumbo-jumbo, and then, ha-ha-ha, we're back to cowboy. Uh, okay, Briscoe has his orb, so he's, he's going to wait to find out what he has to do with it. Why not just go find that quicksand pit from earlier in the season, just dump it in there? Yeah. Bye-bye, Bly. Bye-bye, orb. No one's finding it. So, I don't know. What the hell? I, I give this one three and a half blue light specials. Uh, I'm curious to hear your podcast. See you guys in two weeks. Bye. Oh, Harold, I'm so sad you didn't like it. <laughs> oh, but er- Harold, what if the quicksand spits the orb out? Because it doesn't like the taste of it. Blech, my taste. Not Blech. a sarlacc pit. <laughs> quicksand. <laughs> well, I think he's not throwing it in quicksand because future him told him that he had to acquire the last orb from the professor. Now that he has, he just has to get in tune with what his future self would want. The professor, he said he's not only supposed to guard it, but he's supposed to learn as much as he can about it or from it. Yeah, it'll be good. I think it's great. You know, there's a little podcast that I uh, co-host called Potential Cast. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a very long time, we learned of this very important thing that kept us sane while we were talking about (laughs) episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that is suspension of disbelief. And SOD, as we call it, is uh, has kept us very much sane. I, I, I would have quit the podcast had we not been constantly hammered with suspend your disbelief, suspend your disbelief, suspend your, dis- your, your disbelief. Now, Harold's uh, complaints or points are all valid. They're all absolutely yeah. valid. But I think that if you if if you if you let these things nag at you, Harold, you're just gonna end up despising the show. Kind of like what happened with me and Lost. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's there are lots of things that can bu- uh, bug us about TV. Yes. What else did you bring up during the middle of that? Oh, Bly, like would he even if he would have invested in all that stuff, would he would have he even lived like I don't, we don't know what his lifespan yeah. is like. Like maybe the orb would have lengthened his life. Maybe, but even though he is a reptilian, you know, we don't know how long <laughs> reptilians live. <laughs> they do have a longer lifespan than the humans if they're like as big as the humans. Oh yeah. And oh I, yes. I don't know if he could bring any weapons back from the future because it's probably Terminator rules. Oh, did he come <laughs> I'm back sorry. Maybe? Yeah. Did you just say Back to the Future? Yes, Back from the Future. <laughs> he couldn't bring any weapons back from the future. It's like a flash of like John Bly with a crazy Terminator eyeball. Like the crazy How about Bly. John Bly buck naked in the fetal position? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after a flash of ball lightning. Oh, uh, how easy happened. I can imagine that. I think one thing who wants to rule the world if you don't know anybody you want to rule the world if there's people you know your whole life you're like I want to dominate those people <laughs> look at me <laughs> yeah. yes he could have ruled in the 1890s but really who wants to be there mm-hmm. yeah. I want to rule when there's like you know flat screen TVs and iPads and- not running water yeah, <laughs> running hot water and, you know, did, uh, those shower heads that simulate rain. <laughs> did, uh, <laughs> Didn't have those in the 1890s, yes. man. Did Bly mention whether it was like an accidental time travel thing or no. whether it was purposeful? That it was on purpose. Uh, it was on purpose uh, because it was... He wanted to get the orbs. Yeah, it was the only time in history when all the orbs existed simultaneously. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I see, I see. I well, that was know, the last point. I want to know if the orbs come from his time or even further in the future or further or somewhere in between the two times or what. 
Mm. Maybe they don't even like exist in a time per se. Maybe. But yeah, I think uh, I think Harold's kind of like Bowler. He just likes the cowboy, and, and that's fine. And I like, I the, like cowboy the cowboy episodes. Too. Yeah, and that's I think that's what the beauty of the magic bullet is is that there's the simplicity of of it just being a bullet, but also it is like the marriage of the two. You know, the power of the orb with the gun of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So now we got uh, Seamus, and he says, "Hopefully, the puns in this episode didn't get you too steamed." <laughs> I forgave them until now. Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here it is. Hello, intro to Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts on this most recent episode, The Fountain of Youth. I forgot it for a second. Oh, man, Briscoe. For everybody who's like, we need more orb, we need more orb, this is it. And it is wonderful. I had forgotten this episode, but then like, I actually figured out the mystery about uh, Lillian and all her stuff going on. And I was like, yeah, I don't usually figure out mysteries in shows. I was very proud of myself. Um, maybe it's because I'd seen it before. I don't remember. Really, I didn't remember this episode <laughs> at the very end. So, let's be real, guys, though. The best part of this whole episode, they escape from the explosion and they're like that i'm really steamed or something like that and i was like yes i laughed out loud <laughs> no. dying so briscoe county jr more puns please thank you nope. but what else with this episode it's epic is it silly how blind kind of dies at the end with the spitting and <laughs> yes but oh how magnificent it is and you know what? it really pulls all the elements together so the wackiness with like the super attractive uh, cowboy people, whatever. But it would also tie it into the actual plot, which I really liked, that it wasn't just there for a gag. It was there because it sort of mattered to the plot, so that was good. Um, if I were to rate this, it's always my thing of if an episode's really good, I don't have too much to say about it. But I kind of like them all, so, you know, what does that say? If I had to rate this episode... Well, it's like a 10 out of 10. What's a perfect meal? It's yeah. difficult <laughs> to think about. It's like steak and eggs Ooh. followed up with like a bunch of candy oh, that what? like you just what? like you get everything you need and then there's puns which are like candy and they're so good for you maybe they rot your teeth but who cares they're so wonderful and they just feel good on the inside so until next time faithful wonderful amazing intro to Briscoe County Ers oh yeah <laughs> that is the perfect analogy for puns they're candy that rot your, your teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that every two weeks I listen to the show and every two weeks I hear Seamus' feedback and every two weeks I wish I was snorting what he was snorting. <laughs> Seamus, you sound like you're high on coke. Never change. <laughs> He's just high on life, man. I know. It's fantastic. Did somebody write that in his high school yearbook, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. But I wouldn't no, be surprised. They always write that, never change. You're high on coke, never, never change. change. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, now we got Moira. We haven't heard from her in a while, I don't think. All right. Hey there, Briscats. It's Moira. Just watched Fountain of Youth. I seem to keep skipping every other episode. Certainly not on purpose. Um... I had to get my kids off to university. That's my excuse for missing last time. Anyway, uh, this was this was a fun one again. Um, yeah, the the quote unquote daughter Lily was clearly shady right from the get go. So that doesn't surprise me. And I think it was pretty obvious she was taking some kind of potion to keep herself from aging. Um, 
the bits with the pretty boy cowboys were really kind of funny, um, especially the one who was so into fashion. It just was uh, rather humorous, and uh, I enjoyed it. Especially when he asked Bly where he got his hat. <laughs> that was the best. I have to say, Bowler makes the best faces. His face is like plasticine. It's so full of expression. Uh, and he, even that makes me go... I mean, the scene where he had to apologize to Comet was just very, very funny. And uh, yeah, I guess we're still supposed to believe that Comet can can talk to Briscoe. Are we, you know, really supposed to believe that? Um, I'm willing. I'm willing to believe. I want to believe in Comet the Wonder Horse. So... Yes, a comet can communicate with Briscoe, and Briscoe understands him. There, that's it. It's now canon. It's decided. Uh, nitpicking. But John Bly does not know the meaning of the word antediluvian. The 1800s are not antediluvian. Antediluvian means before Noah's flood. So, John Bly, pooey on you, because you used the word incorrectly. Two points off. <laughs> and what of Bly trapped inside the orb, but apparently he and Briscoe shall meet again someday. I hope the series actually uh, goes on long enough for us to see that. Um, I also have to say, just in general, just this is fun. You know, it's cheesy and campy, but it's fun. And uh, it tickles my funny bone a lot of the time. Um, even the repetitive use of cave scenes doesn't really bite me anymore because. <laughs> It's just, it's just adorable. It's just all part of the whole adorableness that is um, the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. So, hey, it's been a fun one. Um, I think I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half out of ten cowboy fashion plates. Alrighty, till next time. Bye. Oops, you cut her off. I cut her off by accident, but we know what she was going to say. I have a retort and a theory now. Oh, okay. Moira said that he misused the word antediluvian. Mm-hmm. I'm getting an echo, by the way. Oh. Uh, and I think, well, if antediluvian means before flood, what if in the next 600-something years there's another flood? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. That might, might, uh, that would explain that, yeah. Mm. <laughs> or he's just, like, so far in the future that it doesn't, they're just, like, you know, practically the same as being before Noah's flood. Oh, yeah. I suppose. Um, alright so now we've uh, got our final one from Matt A and he says so disappointed this episode didn't feature Kid Briscoe and Kid Bowler I was hoping for something like TNG's Rascals wherein a young Whoopi Goldberg taught a young Michelle Forbes the joys of, of jumping on beds <laughs> okay oh, alright <laughs> here's Matt Guten Tag, Briscoe Meisters. This is Matt with feedback for the episode Fountain of Youth. This is another orb mythology episode where we spend the entire time trying to chase down that giant golden ball. Boy, these don't get tiresome, do they? But first we have to find Professor Ogden, who has hidden the orb. Uh, Another professor. There's so many professors on this show. Who knew that in 1894 that there was an overabundance of professors? It's like Bounty Hunter or Professor? Those are your career options. So Briscoe and Bowler, who was particularly irritable this time, took that girl with them to to find the Professor, and I thought for sure he'd say, uh, I don't have a daughter. Uh Uh-oh, turns out she's the leader of the well-coiffed gang, and they just, she tricked him. Well, it turns out I wasn't really too far off. I mean, she wasn't his daughter, she was his mother. 
<laughs> and uh, I mean, can you imagine being in your 60s and your mother is in her 20s? And she's making out with the cover models of romance novels. I mean, if if I was <laughs> Professor Ogden, I would vomit right there. She looks like she's in her 20s because she's been drinking tainted worm water, which is hilarious. And she kept talking about her medicine. I need, I need to get my medicine. I mean, she just went on and on about it. And I was wondering, did anyone else think, like, medicine in 1894 was slang for cocaine or meth or something? <laughs> Methamphetamine, the coming thing. Liquid meth exists, by the way. I learned <laughs> this from uh, website crystalmethaddiction.org. What? I had a lot of free time this morning. Um, doesn't explain her voice, though. So I maintain my original theory that she has chipmunk DNA. Yeah! <laughs> we got to see the Seinfeld 4 guy again. We haven't seen him since the pilot. I then spent about 20 minutes trying to research when and where the fortune cookie was invented. Nobody knows for certain, but the leading theory is that a Japanese immigrant named Makoto Hagiwara invented them in San Francisco at the Japanese Tea Garden in 1914, although I saw some other dates bandied about. 1907 was another one that cropped up, but uh, consensus seems to be that they appeared in California in the early 20th or late 19th century, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that Mr. Li Pao, excuse me, Li Pao, would have made that. <laughs> nice! So what else is there to say about this episode? We learn that Bly is a time traveler. He is from 612 years into the future, the year 2506. And he wants to return to his time with the orb so that he could rule over his people with destructive godlike powers. And I say, you know what, just take the orb. Good luck to you. Because what has anyone from the 26th century done for me lately? <laughs> but instead, Briska shoots him with his magic gun. Bly becomes a swirl of pixels. Then he gets sucked into the orb. Just like, um, what's his face? Crazy Dan. No, Local Bob. And is that the end of Bly and the orb? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, this one was just okay for me. I thought the relationship between the professor and the mother was weird, and the relationship between the mother and the Welkwaf gang was weird, and Bly is always weird, because he has that face that looks like it was carved out of ivory. The previous two episodes were a lot of fun, but this one just kind of lacked um, spirit, humor, there weren't any really great standout moments, and it was just a lot of chasing MacGuffins. So I'm going to give this one 6.5 out of 10. Not Mr. Pows, not Lee's, not Pows, not Mr. Lee Pows, Lee Pows. And talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Right on. Thanks, Matt. Mm, great reading system. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the orb is very divisive. <laughs> yes, it is. So uh, everybody here likes the orb, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's interesting that uh the the thing about the fortune cookie that it's actually probably Japanese instead of Chinese yeah. and it's served at Chinese restaurants all over the place. Mm, and it did originate probably in San Francisco. Yeah, interesting. Where Very most fun. of the show takes place. Very so. fun, yes. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yes. Alright, um so that's all our feedback. Thanks everyone. Um I wonder what next the next episode, episode will be like. is called Brooklyn Dodgers. Sorry, I got that wrong. It's actually called Hard Rock. Uh, so the predictions from this episode are going to have to be scrapped. But uh, Will sent us one for Hard Rock, so let's see what he has to say. Hey guys, I got some predictions for the next episode, Hard Rock. 
I believe that they're going to be in a town called Hard Rock. Um, not sure what the episode is going to be about. It's going to be something. We just had an or episode, so this next episode probably is going to be procedural. But I don't know. Maybe he'll be exploring more about the orb leading up to his final showdown with John Bly. I think we're going to see some people we haven't seen in a while. Maybe the Professor and Pistol Pete. Hopefully we'll see them. And so see you next time. We'll see how right I am. Thanks. Alright, so uh, yes, that's uh, for next time. Um, Lirio, where, yeah. where can we hear you? Thanks for coming on. Uh, hey, thanks for having me. I've had a whole lot of fun. I kind of feel bad. I think I'm talking all over you guys. I apologize. No, um, it's great. Fine. We like talking. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can find me on Potential Cast. That's the, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to say it, the original intro cast. Yep. Uh, where we okay. have uh, one veteran and three newbies uh, watching, discussing, and publishing episodes about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We are up to season six, almost done oh. season six. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, Matt's going to be happy to hear the Redemption cast is going to be coming up as soon as we're done season seven. Yay. And uh, then, you know, there are a couple other podcasts I'm on here and there when there's time, but otherwise, potentialcast.com is the place to go. Cool. All right, Will. Yes, I'm back. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. uh, down below Babylon 5 intro cast you know last week's episode had Russ Tamblin in it yes oh, yeah. sure about that and the episode we did this week was written by Scott Frost oh cool, cool. nice the writer on Twin Peaks yeah so the, the strings keep crossing <laughs> uh, alright cool well uh, thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time alright <laughs> bye everyone see ya bye bye Matt, those pockets, they don't work. Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbriscoe at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbriscoe. Also, we're on them newfangled Twitters at IntroBrisco, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbrisco.blogspot.ca. The world today seems absolutely crackers. With nuclear bombs to blow us all sky high. There's fools and idiots sitting on the tree. It's depressing. And it's senseless, and that's why I like Chinese. I like Chinese. They only come up to your knees, yet they're always friendly and they're ready to please. I like Chinese. I like Chinese. There's 900 million of them in the world today You'd better learn to like them, that's what I say I like Chinese I like Chinese They come from a long way overseas But they're cute and they're cuddly and they're ready to please I like Chinese food Waiters never are rude.
recall the many things they've done to impress. There's Maoism, Taoism, eating and chess. So I I like the Chinese people free. There's Zen, they're ping pong, they're yin and yang I like Chinese thoughts, the wisdom that Confucius taught. If Darwin is anything to shout about, the Chinese will survive us all without any doubt. So I like Chinese. Like Chinese, they only come up to your knees. Yet they're wise and they're witty and they're ready to please. All together, wow. I jump around. Wow, I jump around. Wow, I jump around. Ni hao ma, ni hao ma, ni hao ma zai jian. I like Chinese. Chinese. 